Good morning and welcome to our service from the Burn and Benefice this morning on Sunday the 20th of September which is the 15th Sunday after Trinity. After a short pause we will hear an introduction played by Henrietta. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say the Gloria together. A glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, 
we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the 15th Sunday after Trinity. God, who in generous mercy sent forth the Holy Spirit upon your church in the burning fire of your love, grant that your people may be fervent in the fellowship of the gospel, that always abiding in you, they may be found steadfast in faith and active in service. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Jonah, chapter 3, verse 10, to chapter 4, verse 11. When God saw what the people of Nineveh did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my country? That is why I fled to Tarshish in the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you are concerned about the bush for which you did not labour and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals? This is the word of the Lord. A 
A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 1, verses 21 to 30. To me, living is Christ and dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labour for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in faith, so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Christ Jesus when I come to you again. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or am absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel, and are in no way intimidated by your opponents. For them, this is evidence of their destruction but of your, of your salvation. And this is God's doing, for he has graciously granted you the privilege not only of believing in Christ, but of suffering for him as well, since you are having the same struggle that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. And our Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 20, beginning at the opening verse. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire labourers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the labourers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the labourers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them had received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. 
This is the Gospel of Christ. Now I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The reading we've just heard is the second half of the book of Jonah. This is a book which for me is a wonderful cartoon. The Bible is full of all sorts of books. History, theology, prophecies, gospels. And this one is very much more like a graphic novel. A great story illustrated by, say, Hergé. But a comic strip with a message. The first picture should be a close-up, red, angry picture of Nineveh overflowing with sin. I'll leave the details to your imagination. The Lord has come to Jonah to say, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. There was a lot of wickedness about on the earth, so for this to have been especially noticed tells you how bad it must have been. As you will remember, at this first time of asking, Jonah refuses and runs away to join a ship, which is where the story of the great fish or the whale comes in. Our part, which we have just heard, begins with the picture of him being spewed up on dry land. At the second time of asking to go, Jonah agrees and goes to the city and proclaims across its width. It was more than three days across their impending doom. On hearing this, the whole city repents and fasts. Here we'll need a picture of men, women and children in sackcloth, sitting in ashes. Even the animals are not allowed to feed or taste water. So, a picture, then, of thin cows. God relents. And Jonah? Jonah, he's miffed. It's not fair. I trudged all over Nineveh. You promised to reduce them to rubble and you didn't. That's exactly why I went off in the boat last time. I knew you would not do it. It's not fair. And off he goes and sulks right there. I am going to eat worms. Just let me die. Now, east of Nineveh, it was hot and Jonah was contented under the bush. But not so once the worm had withered the bush. Jonah has an idea of fairness which we understand, an idea of what is due. It is not fair for the bush to be taken away and given to a worm. We see similar principles operating in our gospel story. We expect those who have worked all day to be paid proportionately, more than those who worked only the last few hours from, say, five o'clock. It's not fair, they say. We worked long and hard in the scorching heat. Very like I walked all over Nineveh for hours, proclaiming your word. In both cases, God, or in the parable of the landowner, explains that it is his notion of fairness, not ours, that applies. For years, with young people, most recently in Burnham Primary School, I have given five, six, but more usually four children, whoops, five slices of bread and asked them to share them out. Inevitably, there comes a moment of complex tearing and cutting of that sixth slice into five parts. I point out there may have been other ways. 
Is there one among you, I ask, who has not had breakfast? God's ways are not our ways. Amen. We affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. And let us thank God for his goodness to us. Heavenly Father, we pray for your church in the world, for all who lead in your name, and for the sustaining comfort and power that you always offer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, be with all world leaders as they struggle to respond to rapidly increasing infection rates everywhere. Help them balance the well-being, the total well-being of all, and help us to do all we can to protect one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for those whose employment, business and livelihoods are threatened by national and international economics. We pray especially for those with families to support, who are fearful for their futures. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all, we give thanks for our schools, for those who lead them and teach in them, and for the care they are taking to keep our children safe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all who are ill, whether they be ill in mind or body or spirit. We pray for those we know, and amongst those who we know in this benefit, we pray particularly now for Jill Smith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we bring before you all who have recently lost loved ones, and especially those who are approaching the anniversary of a loss that with all who mourn, give us confidence and bring us hope in your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, who feeds the birds and clothes the flowers, help us from being anxious and strengthen our faith in you 
and all your goodness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we join together now in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.